thought I thought he was in a store. Yeah. He he responds back with, "I'm at a bar in Utah, Utah of all places." Right? I'm like, "What?" So then the next thing is, what does a bottle of 23 year Van Winkle go for on secondary <laughs> out there in the Oregon Trail? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 93 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Anthony and Steven. Hello, fella. Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing pretty well tonight. Watch a little football today. Yeah? Yep. You going to them divisional round games? And that's what we're watching. That's what we're talking well, about. Watching, not watching them. Do you want to know what happened to me, before, like, literally right before I came over here tonight to record? Well, you told me um, I'll be over. I need a moment. Yes. And, and I thought otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, well, we won't say what you thought I was doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll leave that to the audience. You yeah. guys can imagine <laughs> what's out there. But I actually got a message from one of my friends, um, uh, George, George, the Greek, we'll call him. Right. So George, the Greek is one of my friends from back home and, um, he's into whiskey. He's into bourbon and we've talked to, uh, you know, that quite a while. And, um, he sends me a message on the old Facebook messenger and says, Hey, I got a bourbon related question for you. And of course you got a bourbon related question for me. I got all the time in the world. Right. So is, is he in a store wanting to know what to buy? Well, yeah, I thought he was in a store. Yeah. He, he responds back with, I'm at a bar in Utah, Utah of all places. Right. I'm like, what? So then the next thing is what does a bottle of 23 year Van Winkle go for on secondary? <laughs> Out there in the Oregon Trail? <laughs> Out there in the Oregon Trail. Yeah. He was, so I was sitting there and I'm like... Dysentery, that's how that... <laughs> so I, I was thinking to myself like, okay, 23-year Van Winkle. I said, the cheapest you're probably going to get one for would be $4,000. I said, that's the the cheapest. I said, but most are probably going to be between, I think, 4200 and 5000 And he said... Thank you. That's it. <laughs> that thank it. you. Yeah, thank you. And I'm like... So he, I, came, so he came in with a heavy hitter and just said, thank you. Yeah. And so then I was like, you know, because Greeks, Greeks, we got funny ways of talking to one another. And so then I said, hey, man, I go, if you got a picture, if you're going to get some 23-year Van Winkle, I said, you got to send a picture. Let me know what's up. And he was like, no, nah, no. Nah. He goes, just thank you because... Um, I can't remember how he said it. He said, there's some, some crazy woman out here talking a whole bunch of mess <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> so I can only interpret that in one in Greek speak. I think he meant that like he was at a bar and someone told him they were going to sell him a, you know, like a shot of 23 Van Winkle for like a good price. And, but that's not the question he asked. I know, but that's the thing. I think the reason he asked that was thinking like, what would be a good price? He didn't ask me what would be the good per ounce price. Okay. I think he was trying to be sly about it. Okay. So it was funny. I didn't get any pictures of any Van Winkle shots or anything. And once he said it was some crazy lady, I assumed it was somebody trying to like upsell him or like, um, I got to follow up. No but, kidding. Cause it, it sounds like that should have been like the bartender or maybe the waitress. Yeah. I think that's what he meant. I mean, he didn't say that. But yeah. Yeah. But then we exchanged our normal pleasantries. Like, you know, hope you're doing well, hope the family's well, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so now I'm going to have to follow up with him and find out what's going on. But I may have saved somebody's wallet tonight. Ah, sounds like it. Yeah. I'm sure knowing the prices they put on the 23 Van Winkle, I think it, you know, most places for a shot is like north of $300. 
which if you figure out your ounce price of what it should be, if you're under 150, you're doing great. I don't think he was under 150. <laughs> <Doesn't sound like> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so the moral of the story is you just send, you know, me or Steven a message. If you've got questions, if you're at the bar, if you're at the store, no, if, you're only in the if you're on the Oregon trail, <laughs> then we can get back then, to you. Then we can get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. The time we need to, some of that pioneering spirit. That, that's right. That's right. But we'll take care of you. We'll make sure you don't get taken advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> so Anthony, we are catching up on our reviews again. Heck yeah. And for this week, we have... We have a big review from one of our uh, good supporters out there, Whiskey Man Irv, right? There he is. There he is. And so the title of the review was Great Show, Loyal Listener. And he said, hey, fellas, Evan here again from Westchester, New York, a.k.a. Whiskey Man Irv. Go give him a follow on Instagram. He's the man. He said, amazing show as always, very informative on all aspects when it comes to any particular whiskey you have on the show. Then he said, happy holidays and cheers. So this one we're catching up on was from late December. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we appreciate, um, Evan a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. He, uh, it's been around now for a while. Yeah. He's been around a while. He, he, um, always interacts with us on Instagram, supports us. And, um, we appreciate actually, it. A lot. We, we appreciate it. Have you seen the portfolio of the portfolio? Have you seen the, the variety of whiskey that he tries? I, I have. Yeah. He tries a lot of good stuff. And so, if you're looking to even get a little bit further outside the bourbon category, go give him a look because he's, mm-hmm. tr- he's trying Irish whiskey, scotch, all yeah. kinds of stuff. I so. know I definitely perused, perused the IG on him. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And, and there's a lot of stuff there. So. Yeah. No, keep doing your thing, man. We, we, we appreciate the support. And if anyone else wants a shout-out, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts the next time we record. We will give you a shout-out. So, Anthony, for this week, this is a pretty new bottle. Of course, because we always like to do new stuff. New on the stuff, yeah. yeah. With the new kid on the block, right? That's right. He's got the newest kicks. <laughs> so it's a little flask we have this week uh, coming in at a hefty 375 milliliters. Oh, yeah. We have Woodford Reserve double, double oaked straight bourbon whiskey. Oh, yeah. Coming at you live and direct. It's the Woodford double, double oaked bourbon. The distillery, of course, is Woodford Reserve. The bottle date is 2022, not 23, even though this was just released. The ABV is 45%. Uh, oh, sorry, 45.2%. The proof is 90.4. It's non-age stated. The mash bill is 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. The MSRP, similar to the honey barrel we did a couple episodes back, is Fifty nine ninety nine plus tax for that three seven five milliliter bottle distillery only release. Yeah, it's expensive fifth. Definitely. Yeah. They're what can we say? They're all the same. I know. We I was thinking about this. I was like, what else can we say about this bottle and the label and the flask? Because we've done it, yeah. We've done one other special release from theirs, right? Yeah, the honey barrel. The honey barrel, yeah. So it's the same thing. Just different label. Yeah, different label on the front and the only other thing I can say that's unique about it is I think they try to release this every year, but I think when they released it last year, it was still 21 stuff. <laughs> and then this year, now we're in 23 and they're releasing 22. So I don't know why they're like a year behind. I have no idea. Yeah, that's weird. Being that there's not a whole lot to say, I think I'm just going to start off by telling you a little about my quick experience. And so you remember the morning that this released, I texted you and Michael. Yep. And I said, hey, guys, if you got time on your hands, you might want to take a trip out to Woodford because chances are you'll be able to get some some double-double oaked. In previous years, the release of this caused 
a, a nightmare for Woodford, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The, I think it was 2020, the COVID year when they released this was like bonkers. There were people like there right. was an estimated thousand people on the property. And if you've ever been to Woodford, there's not room for a thousand people to be on that it's property. Country road. Yeah. So I don't even know where people were parking. So I didn't really know what to expect heading out to the distillery. And when I pulled up, I was actually pleasantly surprised. They had Kentucky state police there. Um, check. Yeah. yeah First I, check. I was kind of like, damn, am I in trouble? Like, are they waiting for me? I'm going to get arrested out of here. <laughs> so I pulled up and the guy was like, distillery tour or, or the bourbon. And I was like, the bourbon. He was like, we're parking you up to hell. <laughs> I, he probably didn't sound like that, but that's what he sounded like to me. But, um, so I parked up the hill and then had to trot down to, to the actual distillery, like with everybody else, like in an orderly fashion. And you were allowed to buy two bottles per person. I wanted more than that, but I wasn't trying to be a scheming person. But I did see multiple people that were like going back in line to oh, get no. more. Yeah, you know, because they're not scanning licenses or anything like that. But I ended up getting my, my two bottles um, and, and scurried off. And the, the Kentucky State Police helped me pull out of the parking lot. It was really nice of them to do that. And uh, they had private security and everything. It was like very orderly and not as crowded as I thought it was going to be. Besides just the traffic, did they have a big issue last time? I think it's just the general disturbance that it causes, right? Because not everybody can act right. Like, so people might like pull over on the side of the road and block part of the road yeah, or that, something that like that. Because you know I mean? doesn't it kind of like, it's in a turn and it kind of goes downhill. It's real difficult to see if you're kind of coming out of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's... um. It's kind of like a weird blind turn, and they're on the corner of the turn. Yeah. And even though there's not a whole bunch of traffic out there, it's McCracken Pike. You don't want to go, like, flying around the corner of McCracken Pike. Mm-hmm. So it was it was good of them to do that. And I, I can't imagine it's cheap. they got to probably pay for the private security and for the Kentucky State Police to be out there, right? Right. It's not like they come out, like, altruistic, like, oh, you got a bourbon release? Let us come help out, you know? <laughs> not going to happen. So it was very orderly. I was happy that it was, and I was happy I was able to get those and— I had to I had to move on to the enthusiast markets to get a couple extra, but um, it was worth it, you know. So, do you know a whole lot about this this bourbon itself? Well, just by the name alone, yep, uh, I would take it that it is uh, has two castings. Yeah, absolutely, because it says you know double 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 double. double. Yeah, and of course we all know that Woodford we reviewed way back on episode twenty four the double the double oak because the single double. Yeah, okay, single double. Double, double, triple, double. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, let me go back to the most recent episode we did. So back in episode 80, we did the Honey Barrel Finish, which was the one that preceded this in the Distillery Series release. And we told you guys at that time that Double Double Oaked was the most popular in the Distillery Series. That remains the same, that it is still the most popular out there. But the process basically of making Woodford Double Oaked, so the single double, is that they take the regular Woodford distillate that's already been aged and they put it into a intensely charred or toasted secondary barrel. So the regular barrel, 10 minutes. The secondary barrel, a little extra, like 40 minutes, right? Which one of these processes does the single double oaked bottle go through? It's just like I said. So it's just, it's that they take the regular Woodford distillate that's been aged, I, I don't know, five years is the rumor, five, six years, and they put it in that secondary charred barrel. Yep for the regular double oak it, it's it rests for a, apparently anywhere from five to nine months which is a long time but it's not yeah what the double double does the double double right so going away from the single double to the double double the double double apparently is in the second cask for a year or more um, so they just doubled the time 
they just double the time. So, <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny about that. Like when I saw double, 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 double Oak, the first time I thought, my God, they're wasting a ton of barrels. Right. I thought yeah. like, are they triple, you know, putting this in three different barrels? Cause right. that's what I thought. I thought like regular, you call some double they, Oak they, or toasted. They transfer it over yeah. to something else. Then yeah. they transfer it again. Yeah. So this is just an extended okay. um, time in that nicely uh, charred barrel. That's what makes it the double, double Oak. Just double the time. Double the time. Wow. That's crazy. It is a little bit crazy. Yeah. So if you think about um, Woodford Reserve generally, right, we, we've we reviewed the very fine, very rare whiskey a we couple did. episodes back, which was the release from two years ago. We had a heck of a time way back in the day. We reviewed their rye whiskey. Remember that? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we damn near drank that whole bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Go give that right episode. Right before your ears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. All. yeah. We were... Uh, we were having a good time that night, and it tasted really good. It was going down easy. But um, I was trying to think about this. When I think about Woodford products, like, do you have any specific favorites of Woodford products? I kind of like them all. Really? I, yeah, I kind of have a real soft spot for Woodford. Yeah. but So I haven't tried the the malt, the single malt or the weeded standard okay. uh, bottle ones yet. But other than that, I, I mean, everyone I've tried, I pretty much liked. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Like, if I go... I've said this in the past, but if I go to a wedding and the house bourbon at the wedding is Woodford, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I've always liked their products in general. Um, I think that I, I think d- it feels classy. I don't know why. Maybe I just kind of grew up thinking that. Yeah. Do you feel like just having the bottle there just feels classy? Yeah, I do. And I think that comes to a little bit of the marketing, but also the fact that, you know, when you think of Kentucky bourbon, we've said this before too. Everybody thinks of three bourbons, really Jim Beam. Mm hmm. Uh, Maker's, Maker's Mark and Woodford. Woodford. Those are the three bourbons. Yeah. Those are those are the most likely to be seen anywhere you go. And people say, here's our representation of bourbon. And of those three, no disrespect to Makers, and I'm certainly not trying to say anything <laughs> bad about Jim, Jim Bean. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Bean's like known for other reasons, like you're a rock star sitting in the corner drinking yeah. a bottle of Jim Bean passing out. But Woodford does feel classy, yeah. right? It definitely has a classy oh, feel. Well, I mean, I think part of why it sounds so luxurious is that I, I believe it's still the official drink of the Derby, right? Oh, absolutely. And their thousand element julep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's talk about opulence and indulgence. No that's like uh, that's, that's pretty high up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually going to laugh and say like, well, you know, is it Chris Morris that's putting together the drink? I think every year the master is still <laughs> putting it together. He's been and, and I think it's more about his mustache than anything. Right. You know, you got to look at Chris Morris got a great mustache, you know, not to go into talking too much about it, but like I see him and I associate him mustaches to me are associated with Chris Morris. Like I automatically think of him when I see somebody has a mustache, not like the uh, minor league <laughs> team we have in town. Uh, yeah, no, not, like not stash. even They do have the stash as the mascot. And I think that they could very easily transfer that out and make it Chris Morris as a <laughs> merchandise. So, um, but I like Woodford. I mean, the brown, their brown form and own. And, uh, some of the things I like better, they put out a standard release kind of stuff. And not standard, but it's once a year. As I do enjoy their batch proof stuff, the higher proof stuff they put out. Yeah, and then uh, of course it's been some time since I had this double double double, double oaked, so I'm excited to to try it. Well, let's get nosing. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this whole time we've been talking, I've been nosing this thing. Oh, you have, and it's so nice. You <laughs> snuck it in there. <laughs> I mean, it feels like a dessert. It is. It's so sweet. It's yeah. like a beautiful amalgamation of confectionery it is. stuff. It's it just, it's there. So what's the old, uh, what's the, what's that old uh, Italian nose picking up over there? We are getting <laughs> bouquet. Oh, a bouquet. A bouquet. Nice. The butterscotch. 
Oh, there's butterscotch. And it's just like emphasis on the butter part. A little buttery. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Paula Dean would be proud of this pour. I think so. Yeah. And <laughs> Paula Dean with her butterscotch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my wife made butterscotch, uh, not butterscotch, she made banana pudding the other day and used a Paula Dean recipe. I love me some banana pudding. Ah, uh, well, we, we have to try wife. this. It's good. Yeah. Again, with the Greek cookies, bring the banana pudding. Got to invite, invite you over there. So, yeah, the butterscotch is prominent. And then also there is some kind of like bit of tropical fruits going on here. It almost smells like... Um, I think we were talking about like a like a fruit punch bubblegum yeah. or something going yeah. on. Yeah, which is interesting to have that contrast because usually when you're getting like a butterscotch note, you're gonna you're gonna be more in that darker area, not having the vibrant fruit notes that you're getting there. I know it's only ninety point four proof, but there I'm getting like almost no ethanol. Yeah, and the other thing I'm gonna say is it's okay. a he- it's a heavy nosing too. Yeah, comparing this to when we tasted the honey, oh my god, I hated that. I, I, I'm going back to that right now, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I was kind of swearing off distillery series as, like, an overpriced joke after the honey barrel. Yeah. It's terrible. But this is, right now, nosing is just redeeming the heck out of it. So, this year's release of DDO, we'll just call it DDO. DDO. Right? Is that like a, that sounds like an advertising firm. <laughs> like, I work for DDO. I actually, it might be an advertising firm. You so we can't use that. should know that. Or just go with the double D. Double D. Right. Okay, double D. The rumor is there was approximately 6,000 bottles of this that were released this year. Um, or 3,000 fists. 3,000 fists, <laughs> right? So 6,000 tiny <laughs> bottles or 3,000 fists. But it did take multiple days to sell out this year, which is not typical. Usually it's sold out within two days. But I know there are people going to the distillery, I think, as many as three to four days after it released and still getting it. Now, was that just the distillery's allotment and it's already been put... To the to distributors, or that was everything. Um, like, am I going to see it in like total wine tomorrow? So you should be able to see it at local Kentucky retailers. I remember at some that's point. with the honey, right? Or the, yes. all the times they 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 make it to the store. They do, but it's very weird how they make it there, and they're usually not there very long, and I don't feel like they get too many of them. Yeah. So they, they still use the distillery as the primary mechanism for distributing, and I don't think they ship these nationwide. I'm pretty sure it can regionally. Be yeah, it's just regional to the state, and that's it. With that being in the back of uh, your mind here and thinking about how many bottles they had, what do you think the reason is that they didn't sell out as quickly as they might have sold out in the past? Like, do you think that's a big thing with maybe, you know, bourbon losing its luster a little bit? Do you think that people just kind of got fatigued or? I mean, do you think because of the last release down there was such a cluster that maybe scared some people away? I think so. I think people are Not that that's a big percentage of it. Yeah. No, that's a good point because even when I was trying to make a decision about whether I should go out there, my number one concern was how much of a circus am I going to encounter? And that's the only thing that would keep me from going there. Like when I got there and I saw how orderly it was, I was like, wow, this is way more orderly than I ever expected it to be. And actually kind of made me feel good because I've been to plenty of releases where not only is it unorganized, but then you're like 10,000 people deep and you're like, I'm never going to get anything, so why did I just waste my time driving out here? And for us, what's Woodford's distance from Lexington? About 37 minutes? Yeah, about. Yeah. Just over a half hour. Yeah. It's not that, ba- it's not that bad of a drive to go out to for sales so, to the distillery. So how long would you say it took for you, time you got out of your car to purchase? Really, like total time, 45 minutes. Okay. Which was not bad at all. Okay. Um, I saw multiple people there that I knew. <laughs> did that <laughs> which, slow it down? 
yeah, it slowed down a little bit. But no, they had multiple registers open. I heard on, on later days, they only had like one register open. It slowed things down a lot. But the day I was there, they had four registers open. So it oh, moved wow. pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, it was almost like they were like, we know it's up. I kind of, the only thing that really upset me is I wish they didn't limit it to two. I, I feel like yeah. that if they wouldn't have limited it to two, they would have sold that out a lot faster. But then again, less people would have got it and the wrong people. But listen, the wrong people are going to get it no matter what. Like I know some local folks that got 16 wow. to to 30 bottles. Was and, it simply by going back and forth? Yeah, disguises, you know, the whole bit, like changing hats, putting sunglasses on, putting masks on, doing all that kind of stuff. Not not saying that I wouldn't do the same thing, but I had limited time. I had to get my two bottles and yeah, get, and get home. There. Yeah, and then those, here's the thing. Then people are going on and they're, this is where I'm going with saying, I thought that Woodford not, not selling out as quickly was a sign that maybe something was not right. Mm-hmm. Then tonight, <laughs> I'm going around the enthusiast groups and looking around and guess what one of these razzed for? hundred bucks. I wish. Oh, I gosh. wish hundred bucks would have been a bargain. One of these filled for a Raz at fifteen per spot. So wow. hundred fifty bucks for one of these. And I thought to myself, well, I'm sitting here thinking that the non selling out was a sign that maybe things are slowing down. But the fact that nobody can get it outside of Kentucky, there people are willing to pay X amount of money just for the chance, which is crazy in my opinion. I think it's a little crazy. That means if this were a fifth, it'd be 300 bucks a bottle. Yeah. So I guess we're going to have to taste it to yeah. find out if well, it's worth that, right? Let's check it out. <laughs> All right. So nice. I think so too. I'm trying to uh, wrap my head around the fact that the last time I tried this, I was underwhelmed by it. And this time I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. I think you noted earlier, we chocolate underlying taste. Yeah. There's a massive chocolatey undertones. Right. Um, with so with a subtle buttery butterscotch. Yeah. The butterscotch is showing through. The fruit isn't really fruit on the palate. It's more of like almost like a this is gonna sound weird, but it's almost like a tea. <laughs> like a like a fruity tea, which I know you don't normally have tea that's fruity, but like I'm getting some kind of like a sweet tea kind of a feature that's coming through as well, which is a really interesting uh interesting note. But it's it's got like a nice mouthfeel. It's very uh it's warm. It's warm, yeah. It's hearty. <laughs> I like the fact that it's hearty, but it's got no bite. No. There's no bite at all. I mean I That's guess it's easy to drink. And then people will have to be like ninety point four. How can you get a bite? Well, of course we've gotten some stuff yeah, that we bad. taste <laughs> it's got some bite at ninety yeah. proof. So don't man. yeah, I think we said on the nose, but it almost feels like, you know, dessert. Mm-hmm. Uh, slightly. Not I mean it's not it's not full blown like overcome with that chocolate and you know like caramel and everything but it's real smooth and yeah takes you home like medium finish too like not a long finish but a nice medium finish with zero astringency like i'm uh i'm i'm kind of being a fanboy here i'm I'm really liking this one thing that i will say is there are parts of this i can pick out that tastes like classic woodford but it becomes so much more in in such a short amount of time it's like the classic Woodford flavor is like one tenth of a second, and then everything else is new, <laughs> right? And it's new in a good way, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. As you're talking, I, I did another sip. Are you getting a little cherry out of this? Yeah, I actually think that's a really good observation. I am. I called it tea, and I was trying to pinpoint the fruit, but I do think there's a little bit of cherry. Mm-hmm. And um, 
It's a nice. It's really subtle. That's a, it's a good find. You know, it's funny. I see why maybe you say that T because on the back end, mm-hmm. I feel like there's some of that. I'm gonna say a tea bite mm-hmm. on the back, but I taste a little bit of tea in the back. Tea leaf or something in the back. Yeah, tea. It, that's perfect. Tea leaf. That's. Ex- I couldn't put my finger on it, but that, that is exactly what it is. Okay. I guess you would just have to have done this, but I guess we're we're from Kentucky. I think all of us have made tea in one form or another, right? I don't this, like tea. You don't like tea? No. No way. Okay. Well. <laughs> got half Indian family living in the South. We make a lot of tea. Okay. And, um, there's definitely like that tea leaf. That's yeah. what it is. It's a tea leaf backbone, which is really unique. I've Very grown unique. fond to yeah. uh, warm tea, warm tea, there yeah, but not, I can't, I don't know. Oolong. Oolong. There's that iced tea. It's just, uh, I just don't like the leaf. Water. I got you. Yeah. No, makes sense. Yeah. So Anthony, would you pass, try or buy on the Woodford reserve double, double oaked straight bourbon whiskey? This is actually going to be a massive surprise to many because I've been on record as saying that I thought this was not worth it. Um, particularly when I tasted, I think, the 2020 version. I actually got a just one bottle that year because I had to go on the enthusiast markets to get it. And I felt really bad that I bought it. <laughs> and I was like, man, never again. And so this year going into it completely blind and thinking, you know, what's it going to be? I'm very impressed. Um, I don't know. I still don't know for the MSRP of this being, it's like about after that tax was $63, which seems rich, but I like it. This particular bottle I like, and I would, and I wish that this was available because if they, if they had a 750 of this on the shelf for 125 bucks, just slightly less, right? I think it was 127 after tax at the distillery for two bottles. I mean, I'd have a hard time passing it up because it's really, really tasty. I think this double part going to their head, since they age it twice as long, yeah. they're basically just putting a, a 2X charge versus the standard double oak. Yeah. Just a, <laughs> little, just a little longer. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. The price is so hard to swallow with this for some reason. It is. Um, but damn, if it's not tasty. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and the, here's the thing: I don't ever want price to chase me away from just saying a whiskey is a good whiskey. And I, I'm kind of damn small bottle. It's a damn small bottle. It's, a damn small bottle. It <laughs> it's like goddamn. If, if it was a, if it was a normal size bottle for hundred bucks, I'd be like, all right, you know, mm. I got a nice, nice full bottle. Yeah, but sixty, you're like, I could have bought something else for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's oh. good. You know, but not not this though. Yeah, exactly. So I'm 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 actually trending toward the buy direction now, and I think that I could be swayed to. Be a try if you're persuasive enough to tell me I should be, but maybe you're going to tell me I'm I'm right and we no, should just I, buy it. I think uh, this time around, that's funny because the previous one, you know, you weren't sold on as heavy the oh, pre- yeah. previous years, but this one's a little different, especially with that that butterscotch, that chocolate, and that little bit of cherry, and yeah, it's just smooth and really enjoyable to nose. Yeah, I think I'm about to be a buy on it. Ooh, yeah, coming in hot. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I think. I think we gotta do an audible on this episode. Oh, I think we bonus. do as well. Little there. bonus. So little bonus. Here we go. So I'm just doing a little bit, little addition, a little bit more on the double D. Okay. But pass it over my way. I pulled out the single D from the from the cupboard. That's right. And and this was. Can I? I, I have to say that this audible was listener inspired. Okay. Yes. So and we were doing it because of him. Yeah. A, a a good listener of the show. Ty. Um. Uh. Ty back. I was messaging with him. He He's a really nice dude. He always tells me, like, yeah, enjoy the show and stuff like that. And I told him that we snagged one of these from the distillery. And he said, y'all need to, to, to do a quick tasting of that versus the double oak and tell people what you think. And so 
up until about 45 minutes ago, I didn't know that was going to happen. And now it's happening. It's so happening. here we are. We We're two, here we are. We, we got him out. We got him out. <laughs> it's not going to be a full like, thing. Yeah. But we, we, yeah, we won't see. go into a lot of detail. We're just going to do a quick side by side and see if we like the double oak versus the double double oaked and what what the hype's all about. 1D versus double D. What? That's <laughs> what we're go. going with right now. So we're going to raise a glass to 1D right now. Let's go 1D first. Okay. So initially, the nose to me is a little more thin. Yeah, it's not as full as the double D. Definitely not as full. And for context, we don't have a store pick of double. And this is a double. couple years old, not that it matters. Yeah. But it's, it's just, yeah, let's just taste it. Oh, it's still good, though. It's still good. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> it's still very good. It's but less it does, oaky. Less oaky. It's, less, it's less. actually, is it a little smoother? It is, but that's because I think it lacks that depth. And mm. so when you say a little bit smoother, it depends on what you like about it. So this is a really, really smooth drinker. And this is the same proof. Yep, 90.4 proof. And I'm getting a little chocolate, though, coming through. Getting the chocolate still on the nose. No, on the palate. Yeah, on the palate and the nose. I'm getting chocolate on both. Mm -hmm. And it's good. But it's, uh, are you getting this heavy butterscotch? I think for me, like, it's a little bit more. there's There's this bright flavor in it. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's like a, it's going to sound weird, weird to say chocolate's bright, but I feel like it's around the chocolate note, the yeah. taste that I'm getting this bright flavor. Like I'm not putting my finger on it. I can't quite put my finger on it either, um, but it's definitely different and it's, it's just got a little bit lighter of a mouthfeel. It's, um, that's the best way to explain it, that like every, it's got similar notes to the double double, and we're going to taste a double double here again, real quickly in a second. So good, it's so good. They're both good, yeah. um, and I actually feel kind of bad because we did double oaked back in episode twenty four, way back when, way back when. And I think <clears throat> both Michael and Stephen were buys, mm-hmm. and I said try, and I'm eating my words now because I think I would buy the, the okay, double. Okay, now I'm, now I'm nosing the double D, and it's a lot more rich. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely more richness to the double D versus the single D. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So on the bottle, it says spicier in character, and I don't think that does it justice because it's not just spicier in character. You think it's spicier? No, I'm saying the bottle says spicier in character. Oh, I know. I'm looking at it, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's spicier in character at all. I think it should say richer in character because it, like, takes everything that you have with the regular double oak and accentuates it. It brings it to another level. And there's, I think, in my opinion, other things that are smacking pretty good about that. I don't think it's twice as good as the double oak, Mm -hmm. the, the single D. Mm-hmm. But it's better. I, agree. You, I think this vintage on this bottle, I think, is better than than the standard double, the standard single D. I agree. I agree. But here's the thing: this I'm is not say. a pick. This is yes. a regular store vanilla version from Woodford. Yeah, but if you had a store pick of regular double oaked, I think the regular double oak store picks, some of the ones that I've had, could challenge the double double oak. So, mm-hmm. knowing what you know now, and the fact that we pulled this audible here, this listener inspired audible, um, are you thinking that? Does that change the way you feel about the double double oaked this year's? Do you think it makes it? Does it diminish when you've tasted next set of double oaked? Doing these side to side, I can taste the difference. Yep. And so I think, I think the money would probably be worth the bottle. You can taste, I guess, the extra time in the in the barrel and the double double. Okay. Than you can with the single the, the single D. Yep. So it's a lot rich, more richer, like we said. Yep. But man, there's they're both really good. <laughs> yeah, I think that if we put this on display and say, like, what do we really think about Woodford? I think that this actually is right up the fact that they're like the one of the OGs, right? So toasting and 
double barreling is a big thing in bourbon right now, but Woodford's been doing this for years. And I think uh, this might actually be, Chris Morris would hate this, but I think that this is actually a really good representation of the kind of things that, that he and Woodford can do with something as simple as extra aging time and mm-hmm. a different charring process. Like, don't give me the five malt vatted God knows what, whatever. Chocolate, Chocolate rye. crap, malt whispers, whatever. Just give me good bourbon. And um, I think that this is really just a, a good example of, of two good bourbons, and especially this one that released this year, the 2022 Double Double Oaked. Yeah, it's been, this is actually fun. It's a yeah. little ender here. Yeah, no doubt. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Until next time, keep it neat.